Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the beautiful, extraordinary Amanda Campbell. By the age of 36, Amanda Campbell has experienced more than most people do in a lifetime. In 2004, at just 24 years old, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and in 2009 suffered a major attack that left her paralysed. At the time, she was given a 50% chance of ever walking again. Unprepared to accept this as her fate, within six weeks, she stunned her doctors by not only walking, but running. This prompted her to swap a fast-paced career in the fashion industry to go back to study and research how she achieved such a rapid recovery. She went back to school to study sports kinesiology, a practice akin to physical psychology, which endeavors to unravel the connection between our mind and body. Today, as an accredited sports kinesiologist, Working in her own practice, bent like bamboo, Amanda now spends her days helping a wide range of people recover their health and rebuild their lives. She has also ventured into a new business called Nourish, delivering delicious whole food meals to people who are keen to improve the quality of what they eat. Amanda strongly believes that by eating the right food and working on our emotional well-being, we are then giving our body the right environment it needs to repair and thrive. So sit back and in tune into this extraordinary story. So welcome to the show, Amanda Campbell. How are you today? I'm well, Catherine. How are you? I'm very well. I have to ask you, where are you based? Uh, which business? Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I'm a Melbourne girl and Ben Like Bamboo, my sports kinesiology practice, is based in Pran and Nourish, our HQ, is based in Cremorne and our kitchen is based in Fairfield. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're all over the place. Victoria as a whole. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for now, yes, that's right, yeah. Okay, excellent. So, Amanda, for our listeners, how about you tell us a little bit about Amanda Campbell? Ah, so I guess we have to rewind. Um, my story, I guess, significantly started when I was around the oh, when I finished school. So I finished school, and I, I thought I wanted to do um, perhaps study law. I was quite intrigued with um, forensic science and problem solving, um, and. I went to university, but my twin sister, Nicole, finally recovered from Crohn's disease. She was quite sick when we were 11, my twin sister, Nicole, and she's doing really well now. However, she finally recovered and we just decided life was too short. So we deferred university and we went off to study 
um, musical theatre and dance and follow our dreams. So we found every single recording studio we could find and we started to sing and write our own music. And this was the same time around 19 that I at the age of 19 I started to first experience to I first experienced symptoms um and I had pins and needles in the left hand side of my face and my fingertips this prompted me to have have it checked out my local GP sent me to have an MRI and the MRI showed one lesion on my brain so at the time they couldn't diagnose me with anything at the time True to, true to my nature, I got on with my life and I then fell into the fashion industry, a career that I truly loved and enjoyed. I got to work with some amazing Australian and New Zealand designers behind the scenes and it was about the age of 24 that the symptoms came back, but a little bit worse this time, pins and needles, numbness and weakness, still on the left-hand side of my body. So I had another MRI, but this time I had my results read to me uh, by a neurologist. Clear as day, I remember going to my appointment thinking I'd be in and out quite quickly. And I sat down in front of Dr. Lawrence Scher and he said, Amanda, I'm so sorry, but um, you've got multiple sclerosis. And everything stopped and life was never to be the same again. What I know now looking back is um, from that moment on when I was diagnosed, I started to focus my energy on what I didn't want and I started to channel all of my energy focusing on what I was scared of that might happen to me. So I went out later and I worked harder, disconnecting more and more from my body. So five years later, in 2009, when I was 29 years old, this would lead to an, a paralysis. I had one lesion on the right-hand side of my brain in the motor skill area that would paralyze the entire left-hand side of my body. So over a slow, cruel 10 days, my face dropped, my arm twisted, it looked like a stroke, my leg and my foot just completely stopped working. So what happens when you've got multiple sclerosis and you have a new attack? It's a lesion that becomes inflamed. A really good way to explain what occurs is everyone's probably seen an iPhone cable or any iPhone charger, doesn't even have to be an iPhone, phone charger, fray at the ends. And so the white plastic represents the myelin, which protects all the nerves anywhere in the brain and the spinal cord. And for some reason, uh, the, our immune system, when you have MS, wants to attack the myelin, which allows electrical impulses to fire through, making a lot of body functions occur. So um, I went to hospital and I had three days of steroids to reduce the inflammation, but I still could not move. So this led to a total of five days of steroids of the treatment and I was not mobile. So they then transferred me to rehabilitation um, at the hospital where I would live for two months and that was probably the hardest time of my life because I was then faced uh, in front of another doctor who then explained that I may never walk again or recover. And I tell you what, you need, you need two hands to do lots of things like washing and feeding myself became the most difficult tasks of my day when it felt like only moments ago I was working really hard, always a driven, happy young girl just trying to be successful in life. So everything completely stopped. So, however, after with a lot of um, support, wonderful family and friends, a great team of doctors, amazing neurophysiotherapists and a very special kinesiologist that would come into my life. I um, was first in at physio, last to leave, Five sessions, a, um, three sessions a day, five times a week. I went from being in a wheelchair to having my knee being um, a, a foot brace to walk and um, to try and walk. 
and um, I had my knee being taped up after that, and then I and then I had my first few steps to walking again, and they were indescribable, and I'll never forget that. So after living in rehab for two months, I was finally mobile again and obviously quite grateful. But I came home and I still had to lie down half of the day, still had multiple MS symptoms, and most importantly, I emotionally just lost myself. I lost that spark and drive in life. And so this prompted me to um, study and research. First of all, I wanted to understand how I rapidly recovered and walked when I wasn't supposed to and how kinesiology fast-forwarded that. So I actually went and studied to become a sports kinesiologist, which is a fusion of sports science and kinesiology. Same as kinesiology, but just more structural tools. This is when the world of nutrition opened up for me. And um, I understood the mitochondria. I learned all about the anatomy and physiology of the body, beautiful language that is Chinese medicine and kinesiology. Um, and then I came across Dr. Terry Walls, who has a very famous TEDx talk. She's a neurologist in the States, and she has progressive MS. And when you have progressive MS, this is when the disease accelerates and they don't really, still don't really understand why, and there aren't any drugs that can really help you. So already being in a wheelchair for a couple of years now, she went and hit the books. And she came across a study of the mitochondria in our cells, which are in charge of our biochemical processes and convert um, energy, food into energy. And she found a study of mice where they nourished the mitochondria in the mice using specific supplements. She then applied this to herself and she went from um, rapid decline to plateau. So she wasn't getting any worse, but she wasn't getting any better. So then she thought, okay, I wonder if I nourish the mitochondria in my cells using real whole foods. So then she researched what that would be, which is now called the very famous Walls Protocol, and it would be green leafy vegetables, eating the colours of the rainbow, the most nutrient-dense foods you could find, obviously local and organic, understanding where our food is coming from, adequate protein and ethically sourced food, good fat focusing on what to up rather than just what to eliminate. And um, after she ate this way, um, within three months she was sitting up and within six months, I believe, she was walking around with a cane to do her rounds and within nine months she was re getting ready to bike ride a marathon with her family. So I said, I want what she's having, and I started to really um, immerse myself in her research. So that was when nutrition opened up for me and, I started to eat this way too, um, whilst I was also starting to, you know, I was studying kinesiology, which took a number of years. It was a full-on diploma. It was wonderful. It was so hard, but it was the best thing I ever did. And um, what would be around the corner would just change my life. I didn't, have, I didn't have to lie down half of the day anymore. My MS symptoms actually started to disappear, alone life-changing, because I had bladder issues, bowel issues, balance issues, fatigue issues, um, and, and cognitive changes. And I then had the will to get back into my life again, which was slightly important after taking a long break and, you know, reinventing everything and having to study. So after I finished my studies, I, I became a sports kinesiologist and I opened up Bend Like Bamboo because to bend like bamboo is to bend with all the change that is inevitable in life. And I learned that the hard way when I was paralyzed because um, when you stop the inevitable, you create suffering. But when you go with the flow with life and trust a little bit more, um, you omit suffering. So I started to see patients and clients, a whole new career for me. And then the lovely Pete Evans shared my page and my story on his Facebook page. 
and it just went bang. And to this day, I'm booked out for six months in advance and I actually have two other practitioners that see clients with me and for me. Um, and we, I got to see everything. People come from all over the world to, to come to the clinic and I've seen so many different types of diseases, structural issues, cognitive issues, mental issues, everything, and it really has made me the practitioner I am now and I'm so grateful for that. But then I came across this common denominator of um, I was seeing time-poor professionals, singles, couples, new mums and dads, people living with a disability, um, and everyone, although I was educating them about nutrition and, and what they should do and how should they should prepare their meals um, and what they should eat, which is different for everybody, um, everyone was time-poor. So that's how Nourish was born. Um, yeah, I wanted to make eating better, eating well and nutrient-dense food um, more convenient for people. Wow, Amanda, what an amazing story. How courageous of you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I'm big on kinesiology. I love kinesiology. For our listeners who probably uh, have never experienced kinesiology, would you like to just maybe deep dive into that a little bit as to how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So kinesiology is um, – so you understand acupuncture mm -hmm. and you understand um, counselling. I guess it sits in the middle, So it's um, but without the needles. <laughs> so kinesiology understands we, – we see the body as a whole, structurally, biochemically, emotionally and electromagnetically we assess the body on all the different levels. We understand that the organs um, of the body are connected to muscles and the most beautiful – part about that is the muscles hold information um, to the subconscious part of the brain and in the subconscious part of the brain uh, motor skill um, motor skills such as you know when you blink and your heart beats um, every day without you having to think about it these are involuntary movements that occur but what's also important about the subconscious part of the brain it runs 90% of all of our processes and reactions and it's where your deep beliefs um, are created and your beliefs lead to the ideas that you create every day and the decisions that you make in your life. And it also leads to biochemical stress in the body. If, for example, you have limiting beliefs like I'm not good enough, I'm not successful, I'm not seen, I'm not safe, etc. So kinesiology helped me walk again on a structural level because your muscles are connected to your brain via the nervous system. And it does help to wake the nerve pathways up, neural pathways up, but it also taught me the most valuable lesson I learned in my life, which I now dedicate my life sharing to others in my speaking role and podcasts like this. You know, it really taught me that um, how you think and feel every day is absolutely connected to the biochemical stress that can occur to your body and in your body. And it is also linked to the reality that you'll see around you. So, you know, for example, if I said red BMW to you right now, I bet you for maybe for the rest of the day or the evening or tomorrow, you might all of a sudden see more red BMWs than before. But that's because it's now in the forefront of your brain. And when we really understand what makes us tick, we can be more in control of our lives, more empowered, healthier, happier people. So true. I'm I'm right into that myself. I love um, neuroscience, brain science, and I also myself speak a lot about the unconscious mind. And I love the fact that, uh, you know, when I go and see my kinesiologist, I might she'll ask me a few questions and and then she'll take you know do some muscle testing and actually what comes out from what I say is completely different. So then she can see that there's this block that she needs to work through as well. So I do love it. It's awesome. 
Well, that's exactly right because your ideas um, sometimes aren't aligned with your deep beliefs and that's when when you're muscle testing other things can come up. And, and, and the point is you really do want the ideas that you create on a conscious level to be aligned with your um, sub, the subconscious part of your, your brain because when that alignment happens, that's when magic happens. Mm, so mm. true. And Amanda, as I was listening to you, I always say things happen for you, not to you. And, you know, sometimes these kind of things that happen for us are almost like a blessing in disguise. And I'm listening to you so mm-hmm. passionate about what you do. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, if that hadn't happened or you hadn't gone through that, uh, what kind of lifestyle will you be living right, you know, today? What would you be doing with yourself today? Gosh, exactly. Who knows? I don't know. But what I do know is that I'm much, I live my life awake and aware now. Um, I have a thorough understanding. I think it comes down to three core things. You know, I think when you've gone through absolute loss, you have to reset and restart. But you have to lose old ideas that you've created about yourself to be the next grandest version of yourself that you are now. So I think now... I am able to see obstacles as opportunities in my life. This also translates into my business life as well. So everything I learnt walking again and re-paving um, my personal pathway, I guess, is how I've created two startups, I think. Mm, that's amazing. I- I'm just thinking for myself, if I was in that situation, I have no idea because obviously I, if I've never gone through it, but, you know, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to turn this around and rather than look at it as, um, you know, poor me, this has happened to me, you looked at this as an opportunity which helped you push you forward into creating two amazing businesses. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I, I would never have, if you had have told me I'm, what I'm doing now is what I would be doing and even five years ago or ten years ago I would have laughed at you. But the other pivotal key part of that, the catalyst of change I think is, you know, when, when I said earlier that, what I realized looking back at age 24 when I was diagnosed with MS, I focused all of my energy on what I didn't want. But it was when I had one pivotal moment when my toe moved for the first time on my paralyzed leg that I saw hope. I started to channel my my energy differently and I started to focus on what I wanted, which was to get my body and life back. And when you know what you focus on will give it energy. And my life completely changed once I learned that and it also, again, applies in business. Oh, so true. Absolutely. So, so true. Um, so what's the best part of the work that you do? Helping people, being of service. Um, I think it's really important to make a difference. I, Yeah, it's the best part. Um, you know, that also puts your body back into balance, by the way. I mean, gratitude, we all understand this fires positive neurology. Mm. But... Um, being able to make a difference and help people and change their lives because what really drives me is to spread the message that transformation is possible no matter what has happened to you or where you've come from, whether it is a disease or um, an illness or a breakup or a career change. We, I mean, to life is constantly changing. Nothing is stagnant. So, yeah, if we can really um, grasp that as a positive rather than being scared of it, you know, I really do see that um, setbacks are designed um, in your life to be uncomfortable because if everything was comfortable, you'd stay in the same place. So when you put something out there into the universe subconsciously and you're ready for something else in your life or a change, 
the universe reorganizes everything for you. And setbacks, I believe now, um, they're, they're designed to make you uncomfortable, to move you to the next thing. Mm. Isn't so that a nicer way to, to view life? Oh, it is, it is. And I was just thinking just yesterday we were having a conversation with time. You know, time is a man-made concept. So when you're talking about wanting things, it's that point of focus of shifting your mindset. And it's it's easier said than done because if, you're, if your default position, for example, is to be uh, pessimistic in the way that you look at um, situations, and there are some people out there that, that thrive on being a victim, um, mm. and thrive on on their problems and I mean these are unconscious drivers as well so for our listeners uh, and if they are they tend to lean towards that way what would be something like one key thing that you would suggest for them to do as a way to move forward to help them move forward you know feeling sad and, and in that victim mode there's a motor there's a neural pathway for that so you need to rewire the brain and you need to create a stronger motor pathway to be positive and one of the only ways that i've really found an effective way to do that is kinesiology mm, okay mm. so you're saying kinesiology would help as it's a oh, great tool to assist you moving forward Okay. immensely because then you can understand why this all started when it all started and um, getting to the core of the issue is pivotal and then you need to rewire your brain to create new motor pathways and beliefs and ideas and you know techniques and we give you homework and we help you all along the way to be the next version of you and you should always do that throughout life I don't think it ever changes it's an ongoing journey yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm I'm right there with you. It's just that I know that there's sometimes um, yeah. we've had those kind of conversations. It's like, you know, either it's in you or it's not. And I believe yeah. that we all have it. It's just about our choice uh, yeah. whether we want yeah. to connect with that piece or not. Well, absolutely. And I also am quite passionate about getting people to understand don't wait for something to hit you like that's what happened for me, yeah. like I physically being paralysed before I worked all this out you know, constantly reassess your life and um, progress forward and, you know, reassess where am I at, where, you know, what's going to make me happy and don't wait for things to, because your body will stop you. So physical symptoms are an end result of you not listening to something in, mentally or not dealing with something in your mind. So kinesiology is a great tool to be able to um, deal with past trauma and and um and be the best version of yourself mm, and and so it's so true that so often we wait for something like this to happen before we mm -hmm. do anything about it mm -hmm. i think that's just human nature isn't it we just yeah. tend to wait for something really bad or um you know for you to even for myself i know i had to have almost a nervous breakdown before i made massive changes in my life but it took that and that for me I always say that that's a blessing in disguise because the way I live my life now is so different yes. uh, to what I used to be like those years, many years I ago. But still, I think it also creeps up on you again and again. Like I've learned some enormous lessons when I was sick and when I was paralyzed and when I walked again. And then now I'm in business and I've got the two businesses and, you know, I've caught myself making similar mistakes again and going, oh. I don't I feel like I can't get off the treadmill again and that's how I got there and but at least I've learned and I'm catching myself earlier saying okay what's driving me to push myself so much uh, and when you can again you've just got to understand what makes you tick consciously mm. and subconsciously yeah so true so true so Amanda with the benefits of hindsight what would you have done differently in your life or career if I could look back yeah um 
definitely believing in myself more because that's really what it comes down to. If you absolutely believe in what you're trying to achieve and even just in yourself and your own abilities, being kind to yourself, life's a better place (laughs) in your personal life but also in business. But, yeah, just to believe in myself more because we're so hard on ourselves and when we're our own worst critic, it really creates a type of energy and it dims your inner light, which is not attractive and um, it allows you to create disconnection in your inner circles. Um, And when I really learned to believe in myself, that's when my light shined more and then other people started to believe in me. Mm. And that's when, you know, Vino Mofo decided to invest in Nourish and I really believe it was because I really started to figure that out for myself, to believe in my in myself more um, and my capability because it's it's really important. And the other and the other thing would be focus. What you focus on will give it energy. Focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want or what you're scared of. Oh, and I think that's a really big one because how many people do you hear about? I don't want this. I don't want to look like you know this way. And what I say to them is, your unconscious mind or subconscious mind, uh, your mm. unconscious mind speaks the language of pictures. So if you're saying I don't want that, that is the picture that you will have in your mind. So for example, I want to give up smoking. I don't want to smoke anymore. And then people wonder why the next day they crave cigarettes more than ever or I want to give up sugar because that last image in their mind is exactly the thing they want to give up. So they've got to change that picture and really focus on what is it that they want instead and replace that picture so that they yeah. um, you know, move towards what they want rather yeah. than away. Absolutely agree. And it, it, you can even hear it in your language sometimes. Sometimes some of the words or the language that you use gives you a hint as to what's going on. We all use either moving towards or moving away language. And I think that that, I catch myself out too sometimes uh, when you're talking about believing in yourself. It's not till, um, you know, sometimes you second guess yourself or you have these self-doubts. And it's not till, because it is, everything's fast-paced. I'm like you. I'm like I run a 1,000 miles an hour with with the businesses (laughs) that I have. And then I catch myself. It's like, you know, Catherine, don't forget that – the last time you had a breakdown is because exactly what you're doing right now. Yes, yes. And you got to catch yourself, stop yourself, <laughs> um, and then to be able to listen to your stories as well, listen to what you're saying to yourself about yourself. That mm. I think is really important too. So true, so true. Mm. So, Amanda, through all of this, uh, what's been the greatest lesson for you that you've ever learnt? Other than what kinesiology taught me um, with how you think and feel and that being so important, um, after everything I learned and all, all my studies and my experiences, it, you know, you need to give your body the right environment to reorganize and repair if need be. And there's so many different ways we don't do that, whether it's our nutrition, exercise, meditation, how connected we are in the world, are we living our purpose, are we sleeping, blah, blah, blah. But it came down to three core things for me. One, Nutrition. You need to nourish your body on a cellular level to repair and even just to fire normal biochemical processes. And then when you when you eat when you feel better from eating better, number two, you're able to live a life that um, of value because when you value your life and yourself, you can make better choices, uh, better decisions, follow your intuition a bit more. Um, And this leads to number three, living a life connected. And when you live a life um, 
as a connected human being, it is then that I started to see obstacles as opportunities. So, again, if something felt like it was all these horrible things were happening, and I know right now we're all going through so many endings in the universe and the world at the moment, um, it's just what's going on. You can view obstacles as opportunities, as designing, as design, so I can go to the next place. Um, and it really, after all my research, I really watched every single documentary and studied anything I could on rapid recovery. What's at play when we do look after ourselves and we might eat the right food and we might even exercise but we become really sick? And what's at play when we're not well and uh, we're not deemed to recover at all but we do? What happens there? What's at play? And it's really, um, it really came down to giving yourself the right environment and getting to number three, living a life as a connected human being, for some reason, not only shines your inner light, brings in more opportunities, the body seems to go back into balance and it reorganizes. So I just, just want to share that with the world because I just find I've had so many personal and business benefits from focusing on one, two, three. Oh, I love it. I just want to give you a big hug, by the way. No. We'll give each other a virtual hug. <laughs> a virtual hug, yes. So for our listeners and for myself as well, when you're saying a right environment, could you give us an example? What is a right environment? So the right environment is the one, two, three. So nourish your body on a cellular level, eat the right food. When you eat the right food, um, feel better. Design a life that inspires you. You want to spring out of bed in the morning, you know, wanting to be present in your life. You're in charge. Um, and if you're not feeling well emotionally, go get some kinesiology. Go figure out what's bringing you down and why you're not able to align um, and feel good. Um, exercise, meditation, sleep, of course, all the thing, other factors that are going to make you feel better. And then, of course, number three, meditate, put the brakes on, put you know, safe mode versus survival mode. Dr. Libby Weaver goes into it extensively in her TEDx talk. Um, you know, we're all in survival mode most of the time because we're trying to achieve something, we're not feeling good enough. If we can just learn to create a balance between safe and survival mode, that is also the right environment uh, your body needs. Um, yeah, and just valuing yourself, living so a life. Sorry. Yeah. Now go on. So you're speaking of internal environment, not external environment. We're not talking about, uh, you know, certain, you know, toxic environments externally. You're not talking when you're talking oh, about, yeah. in, in, you're talking about well. internal environment. Well, th there were three core things. I like because we could go on and on with so many things. I like to simplify things. Like they're the three core things mm. that really create a catalyst for change for me. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I share. And I also take a very balanced approach. I, I absolutely utilize all that Western medicine has to offer me that's right for me. And I combine that with complementary medicine. But once I addressed my nutrition on top of that, that's when my results became most profound. And so um, absolutely, it's, it, it's external, it's internal, it's toxins, it's all of that. But for me, it was those three pivotal things. Okay. Thank you. So, Amanda, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, do what blows your hair back because that's um, a key to finding your purpose. Whatever, you, when it, whatever it is that you, you don't care if you get paid and you just can't wait to do it again and something that really lights you up, um, you know, your desires are a, a key, um, a clue of how to get there. Um, 
you know, that's the other thing. There's so many clients I see that I just don't know what my purpose is. And I think that when I go back to the one, two, three, nourishing their body on a cellular level so they can fire better neurology and their biochemical processes work, then they're feeling better about life. And then they're able to sit in a meditation because they're more connected and their soul wants to be in their body. That's when you can truly, that's, I think that's what leads you to your purpose mm. when you're, when you're more guided with, you know, intuition. So yeah, do what blows your hair back. You're in charge I love and that. Every, everything always works out. So it doesn't matter how, how many mistakes you make. Nothing is a mistake. Just, just, just be happy and, and just try, just give it a go. You know, and I think you are on purpose because you are so passionate about what you do, and I really believe that when you are so passionate like you are, you are on purpose. You are doing exactly what you are meant to be doing. Yes, I agree, and thank you for saying that. I do. I just feel I wasn't always like this. I was there was absolute moments, times, and periods and phases in my life when I just felt so disconnected, so unguided. But I wasn't looking after myself, or wasn't you know the one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, and sometimes we do that. I think sometimes we get disconnected because I, I believe um, our focus is really on the external stuff. Mm. And I think it's like you said, you know, you need to go inside, whether it's meditation, mm. mindfulness, but you need to go inside and look after your internal environment, whether it's with food, meditation, what you were saying, mindset as well, uh, being you know, being able to listen to those thoughts and stories that you're telling yourself yeah. all, all play a big part. And your life is a mirror image of what you deeply believe about yourself. That's so true, so true. So, Amanda, who's been your greatest influence? Mm, That's hard to answer that question because there's been quite a few, but um, I must mention my partner, who is also my business partner, um, Scott Julian. Uh, He's the other co-founder of Nourish, and I met Scott. um, So there was a period of time, obviously, when I was going through that really difficult time when I I just couldn't date and I just was um, single for quite a period of time. And that was good because I was on a personal journey. Um, and it's hard, you know, the, oh, so what do you do? Oh, I haven't been working for a couple of years. Oh, I've got MS and I just came out of being paralysed. Is <laughs> not the best topics of conversation on a first date. But when Scott and I met randomly through friends of friends on Facebook, I think he was selling an Xbox and I, my roommate was streaming Foxtel through his Xbox and I had this crazy idea in the middle of winter that I wanted to do the same thing. So I posted on Facebook, who has an Xbox? And our friend Tim um, put us together in a message. Anyway, one thing led to another and we went out on our first date and for the first time um, I felt special rather than disabled. And he, um, yeah, he really helped me. Uh, believe in myself just by loving me and supporting me and um, he was quite excited about what I had accomplished and, and in, in the startup world he's in the tech startup world really smart guy I think his talent is to see opportunities when other people don't mm. and um, that translated into us falling in love and we've been together for three and a half years so he's definitely a great influence in my life um, our investors Vino Mofo, Justin and Andre, not only are they are they investors of ours for the business, but they've been true mentors and a wonderful support um, being a baby company of theirs um, in our board meetings that we have monthly. It's so wonderful to be able to have advisors and people that really care about my vision. Wow, it's amazing. I love it. 
So we always ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes your personal brand. So Amanda, what would be that one word? Oh, the one word. That to some transformation. Mm, I can see that. Absolutely. Transformation is yours. Mm. Now, the other thing that we do as we wrap up the show, we always ask our woman of inspiration to leave our listeners with three golden nuggets. So what would be your three golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners? The first one would be my first tip is um, do something that scares you every day because success is behind the very thing you are way too scared to do. So absolutely you should do exactly that and you should uh, rewire the brain by practicing doing um, something that scares you first every day. The second is meditation. Meditate three times a day minimum. Start your day this way, end your day this way and perhaps have intervals during the day. I love apps such as Smiling Mind, Buddhify, Headspace. Um, no excuses to not meditate on the fly um, as well as um, in, in quiet space wherever you are because you need to reorganise your energy, you know, even if it's just a, my, my um, team and I did two blocks uh, at two, at, in two intervals today just to reorganise our energy. Um, and as I said before, do what lights you up. It's your job to, it's your job to, to light up in this world. Um, and go find your purpose because it leads to happiness and, and fantastic health. Oh, I love it. So, Amanda, curiosity is is uh, is what I'm feeling right now. When you're saying do something that scares you, could you give us a, a couple of examples, some of the things that maybe you do that scares you? Uh, oh, gosh, the amount of things I have to do every day. So I, well, I guess one scares me well when I first went into business everything scared me because it was board meetings and numbers and spreadsheets but um I had a message and I've had some very kind people in my life nurture me through it's not easy public speaking and uh, there was something about it that drew me to it and I guess everything I've done in my life which does makes me realize there are no mistakes from when I sang um, practice being on stage to when I was working in fashion um, everything led to what I'm doing now and um, I've doubled down now on what lights me up and what lights me up, uh, which used to scare me, um, was speaking and um, inspiring people to make a change in their life. You know, that, you know, it's not normal to feel crap <laughs> and just spreading that message. But if I didn't do what scared me, which was getting out on that stage and practising and practising and practising, doing it over and over again, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now which every time, even just as I'm sharing this with you, I know that this is lighting me up and I know that I'm firing beautiful positive neurology that's keeping me very healthy and this is actually my seventh year of clear MRIs now and virtually no more symptoms. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations. And that's through all your sheer hard work. Yeah, and doing what scares you. Just do it. I mean, even just something little I can think of now when when I was really not well, I was living with my twin sister for a long period of time and then she was um, wanting to, she, she was ready to move out and do something else and I was so scared, especially when, you know, people had to wash and feed me and I got so reliant on my beautiful family and I was just so scared of moving out on my own again. But when I did that, it was the best thing I ever did because that's when I gained my independence. I went back to school. 
Um, just life just got so much better. And so that's when I really learned do what scares you the most because that is what you, exactly what you should be doing. Wow, love it. Absolutely love it. So Amanda, where can our listeners find you? Super easy. Um, if you want to try Nourish, um, www.nourish with two S's.com. And if you want to explore kinesiology, simply bendlikebamboo.com. I love the name. It's awesome. So, Amanda, thank you so much for your time. Such an inspirational story and such a courageous woman. I'm sure that our listeners are absolutely going to fall in love with you. Oh, thanks, Catherine. And congratulations to you for being an incredible human being and for I Am Woman. It's unbelievable. It's an honour to be talking with you today. Thank you. You're gorgeous. It's an honour to have you on the show. You're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.